as more and more uh, adoption happen in this space, it is required to have horizontal scalability. And it's important to really just spin off more rollups to enable a you know, an additional usage from the user instead of vertical expand. And that itself made me pretty excited. It's just because our goal, one of the goal of Parallel on the L2 side is to really connect with more other L2s and other chains to make the liquidity more concentrated. So I think if the future is multi-chain indeed, and if the future indeed have hundreds of chains, I think eventually users would want to have some layers of abstraction instead of just using all of them at once. Hey everybody, Tanner here with Wagme Ventures. On today's episode, we have Yubo Ruan, the founder of Parallel. For anyone who's new, this is the Wagme Ventures podcast where we do snapshots with interesting builders, founders, and investors from across Web3. Check out wagmeventures.io to learn more about the syndicate behind the podcast. But for now, let's get into it with Yubo at Parallel. All right. Hey, everybody. I'm Tanner. This is the Wagme Ventures podcast, and I'm here today with Yubo Ruan, who's the founder at Parallel. Yubo, how's it going today? What's going on? I'm doing good. Thank you so much for asking. A lot of things going on. Thank you. Yeah, I'm sure we'll I'm sure we'll j- jump into a lot of that. It's a lot of cool stuff happening at Parallel. Yeah. So just here to kick off, I'd love to, I mean, you've had kind of this remarkable journey in crypto so far. You've been an engineer, an investor, a serial founder. So I'd love to maybe jump back to the beginning a little bit. Tell us, how do you get into crypto and what's your evolution in the space looked like leading up to starting Parallel? Yeah, well, it's at the beginning, it was quite a, quite a, quite a coincidence. I was starting with my own sort of engineering career. I learned about embedded programming when I was six and started to create and participate in robotic competition. That gives me a lot of you know, experience in the hardware space. And I created my first company in high school which is a smart piggy bank that helped children to learn financial habits. We manufactured the products and eventually sold the company. And then, you know, I went to college and I spent, I spent a lot of time to think about what, what, what is the next thing that I wanted to do. And then at that time, I had an opportunity to work at, you know, engineering companies as software engineers, other AI, later on TrueFi as a smart contract engineer. And then I also had an opportunity to work at two venture funds one of them is DHVC. So I was super lucky to, you know, work in the uh, crypto space to help them find deals and, you know, do research. And that is where I got, how I got into crypto at the beginning. And then because of that, you know, investment opportunity, I start, had the chance to start my own crypto fund. Uh, we raised, and then we started a decimal capital around 2017. And that's kind of how I got started full-time into the investment space. And then eventually I decided to start Parallel in 2021 after dropping out of Stanford. I think that this is uh, a new sort of chapter for my life that I'm very, because I'm really interested in building versus purely investing. Very cool. Okay, awesome. So before we talk more about Parallel, let's talk about this genesis of Parallel a little bit and and maybe just you know, a simple way into that question might just be, you know, how did you land on conviction that this was the right opportunity for you personally to mm. invest your time and effort into? In a high level, if we zoom out a little bit, I see that there's just a tremendous demand for trustless um, communication, computation, and, you know, the decentralization of asset itself. I, I'm from Beijing, and there's capital control, and there's no true ownership of your own uh, assets. So when I first stumble into blockchain, the first project I look into is compound finance. And I realized that just by simply having hundreds, hundreds of lines of code, um, uh, users can 
truly own something that is remarkable in my opinion and i think this is critical for uh the financial freedom uh for our society so i think that this is the you know this is the future it's definitely going to happen and then um so i wanted to really contribute and, and be part of this you know revolutionary um journey very cool okay so with that context i'd love to talk a little bit more in depth about parallel so in your own words maybe to kick us off could you describe or explain what parallel is and what it enables yeah, so Parallel is a network of both a lending protocol and then a layer two. On one hand, you know, the lending protocol, it positioned itself as a cross-chain uh, lending protocol that we want to support universal assets. You can think of any ERC-20 tokens, NFT tokens, as well as, you know, potentially real-world assets. We wanted to build a really good protocol that, that enables wider range of asset selections, and then, you know, different mode of lending and borrowing. That's on one hand. And on the other hand is that we wanted to also expand our existing uh, protocol into a roll-up where users can enjoy, of course, cheaper gas, faster speed, and then, you know, enable more application developers to build on top. You know, the vision on the layer two side is that the current ecosystem in the, in the current uh, sort of chain L2, L1 ecosystem, there are just so many different chains and it won't stop. And we see that there is fragmented liquidity as well as this complexity of using different blockchain. So what if we can actually create a layer two that have the connectivity with more blockchains and then aggregate different asset into our chain? In this way, users will be able to sort of do a crush application or multi-chain application in a much easier fashion. That's the that's the long term vision for the chain, and we're in the current in, currently we're available for developers to build on top, but we haven't fully launched for the end users at this moment. Very cool. Okay, awesome. Hey everybody, quick thing here. We're excited to announce Wagney Advisory, your home for all things fundraising, hiring, and partnerships. This is all about supercharging your project with the Wagney Network, consisting of over twenty thousand executives, investors, and builders in crypto, all ready to come alongside your project to help it succeed. Get in touch at team at wagneyventures.io to learn more and figure out if Wagme Advisory is the right fit for your project. Now, let's get back to the show. So as just kind of a concrete question here, can you make super explicit for us and, and maybe unpack, you know, why Parallel is a valuable thing at scale, you know, thinking mainly like second order effects, like what happens to the crypto space if Parallel is widely adopted at scale by end users once it's kind of time to get there? Yeah, I think if we succeed, we can become one of the hub to glue multiple ecosystems together. Now you can see there is the, you know, super chain by Optimism, there is Hyperchain by ZK Sync, uh, Orbit by Arbitrum, and they're interconnected ecosystem. But then I think one level above, there needs to be some connectivity in between. And then of course, we also need applications to be able to not just deploy on 10 different chains and confuse users, but actually the application can deploy just on one chain and then help users to manage their money. So if, if we succeed, I think we contribute toward this, you know, simple and easy of use for users and then also the concentration of liquidity, which improve capital efficiency for the end user. Very cool. Okay. So, you know, one recurring question on this podcast is is really around early challenges, right? Like nothing nothing new starts on like a linear path with no obstacles, right? There's always and and kind of the way that 
that folks decide and teams decide to solve these challenges often has kind of a path dependency for the life of the organization. So I'm, I'm curious if you can talk maybe about just one challenge early on can be technical or could be a business challenge. You know, one thing that your team had to solve that really kind of has the DNA or fingerprint of how your team thinks about things. Could you talk us through maybe one of those? Yeah. So potentially one of the examples that I can give is during the time when we create the, you know, the lending protocol in the Ethereum space, we first look into the NFT asset and then we want to provide loan against NFT asset. The hard thing is about how to price accurately about a specific NFT. There wasn't really a golden standard of how to price it and how to value it. And especially given the liquidity is not that it's not as much compared with ERC20. There's a lot of challenges when we first designed a protocol. I think we did a, a lot of research, very concrete, co- quantitative research on historical historical pricing of NFTs, the correlation between the NFT pricing versus the broader market, as well as how does the individual NFT sometimes, how does it behave against the floor price? What, what are some of the relationships? With all the data and all the research we have done, our team was able to create a more comprehensive pricing model, uh, which is based on essentially the combinations of floor price, at the same time, a multiplier on top of the floor to determine an individual NFT's price. And then on top of that, we are able to build lending protocol to efficiently underwrite NFT risks, provide loans to NFT holders, but at the same time, manage the the sort of the volatility and then the uh, market risks of the underlying NFT to make sure the lenders have the relevant return given certain risks. Yeah, I think that would be a good example of how we sort of be one of the first protocol to explore a unsolved problem and then create solutions to make uh, this problem really soft and make the customer happy. Yeah, that's great. Super, super interesting. Okay, so another recurring question is is often just kind of excitement about trajectory. So like, where do you see this going or evolving? You know, uh, maybe to bracket the timeline over like the next year or two, if you could maybe have a crystal ball, what gets you most excited as you kind of look down the future for Parallel? Yeah, I think one of the very exciting future for us is that first, our lending protocol will be deployed on our own L2 and it will be cross-chain and multi-chain. It means that we're not only targeting for a single-chain users. For example, you're just a native Ethereum user or native, let's say, Solana user, but we're targeting, the, the, the lending protocol will be targeting for so-called multi-chain users, right? So you have the asset on not just one ecosystem, but many. In this way, we are able to create a market, lending market that efficiently provide loans across any assets in this you know, blockchain ecosystem. That's on one hand. On the other hand, the I'm very excited about the sort of the growth of layer two itself. I see that as more and more adoption happen in this space, it is required to have horizontal scalability. And it's important to really just spin up <clears throat> spin up a more rollups to enable, you know, additional usage from the user instead of vertical expand. And and that itself made me pretty excited. It's just because our goal, one of the goal of Parallel on the L2 side is to really connect with more other L2s and other chains to make the liquidity more concentrated. So I think if the future is multi-chain indeed, and if the future indeed have hundreds of chains, I think eventually users would want to have some layers of abstraction instead of just using all of them at once. 
Very cool. Okay. Super interesting. So I'd love to take a step back and just ask a couple, maybe more general questions about the space sort of writ large here, where, Mm -hmm. you know, the first question might be, this is obviously an interesting moment for the crypto and blockchain space, right? And so I'm curious from your vantage point as both a founder and an investor, how do you view the state of crypto these days? Like where are we at and how should people think about the season that we're in? And just purely my personal opinion, we are likely to be in a beginning of a larger cycle, a larger bull run cycle, which might exist for the next you know, one year or half. At the same time, I think from a crypto adoption perspective, we are still very early, very, very early. One of the biggest use case is stablecoin payments. If you go to Southeast Asia, a lot of people use Tether to do payments. And it was widely adopted to some surprising level. And then at the same time, I would say that most of the on-chain activities aren't driven by not so much of real-world use cases yet. A lot of them are based on speculation. I think that's okay uh, at the beginning of uh, a new industry or early, since we're very early in the new industry. As we are able to connect more asset on-chain and more data to the blockchain ecosystem, I see that we can really create a new kind of paradigm to to build applications, it could be really just a new way of running a shared economy apps like Uber or Airbnb, or it can be some sort of incentive mechanism for AI applications to acquire qualified data. Those are all possible, but probably in the next you know few years. And then I also see that from a sort of from a developer perspective, the numbers of developers have has been increasing monotonically. Sometimes it related to it is related to how the how the market is behaving. You know, in the bull run, there's more developers. In the bear bear markets, there's not much. But overall, we're in the uptrend, and then that is a good sign. Just because I think the economic value that the crypto market creates is directly correlated to the numbers of developers and the numbers of apps that are building on top. The infrastructure has been, you know, way uh, mature than you know that of many years ago. And then I, I think we're probably very close to the uh, edge of having some amazing killing apps that are able to build on top of the current infrastructure. So we're not that far away. Love it. Okay. I share your excitement for the application la- layer maturing. I think it's a really interesting moment there. So you know, maybe one or two last questions here for you. I think one question would be, if you could go back to the beginning of your sort of crypto founder journey and impart some advice from your current position of, you know, we'll call it your current position of wisdom, right? Your current experience, your current knowledge. What advice might you want to give to your younger self about how to navigate building in crypto? And, you know, you've, your team, obviously, you guys raised from some fantastic investors. You guys have done it super well. I'm, I think I'm curious for any other founders out there listening, you know, if they could, if they could hear, how you might have done things differently, how would you approach that question? I think not all the best technology win, right? Sometimes I think there have to be some balance between creating the finest, most uh, powerful and most innovative solutions and technologies versus take the right timing to go to market. I have to balance both, in my opinion. If I were to tell my younger self, I would say that perhaps, let's say you make the product you know, 85%, 90% ready, but then you capture the right time it will be much, much better than having the product 95% to 100% ready, but you miss the timing. First to market matters a lot. People have this tendency to support sort of one of the first projects to solve a problem or one of the first pro- projects that have a huge quote-unquote narrative. Uh, so I think 
it's super important to capture the right time. When there is a demand, I think just go ahead and, and launch. Don't have to make it perfect. Love it. Okay. Yubo, last couple of questions here for you. What's your team working on right now? And what's the best way for people to follow along on the journey? Yeah. First of all, of course, you know, follow us on Twitter or go to our website at parallel.fi. We also have Discord. And then our team, again, like it's divided into two parts. One on one hand is on the lending business. We're expanding to different chains. And then on the other hand, part of our team is working on a new kind of layer two to empower our application, but at the same time to enable more developers to build on top. So we are uh, working on those two areas uh, at this moment. Perfect. Yubo, thank you so much for the time. Really fascinating work you guys are doing, and I'm excited to follow along on the journey myself. So have a great start to your week here and take care. Thank you so much. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the episode, go ahead and maybe give us a good five-star rating and subscribe wherever you're getting your podcasts so you can get all the latest conversations with the most interesting crypto founders, investors, and builders from across the world. Thanks so much. Have a good one.